There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Soul to soul on Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbos Kedish, Pashas Teruma, and it's also Pashas Zohar. We are exactly one week away from the holy, holy day of Purim, and really it's going to be something amazing and something quite different this year, but still, it's going to be, it's going to be Purim. And as always, we have to get ourselves ready and prepare ourselves for the mitzvahs. Of, of the day. And of course, one of the main mitzvahs of Purim Day is, of course, Matanis Lavyanim, giving gifts, helping people who are, are destitute. And we know that in the last year, there are many, many more destitute people than there were before. And of course, this week's Pasha is really all about giving donations. Give, give, uh, give generously. Whatever a person uh, feels moved to give, he should, uh, he should give. And maybe just a, a quick story about Tzedakah. Rabbi Yol Chaim Meisel was, uh, served for decades as the, as the Rav of, of, of Lodz. And he was one of the great, uh, uh, uh in, in, uh, in Europe in the second half of the, of the 19th, of the 19th century. And, uh, but again, with all his greatness in in Torah, so Velechayim was known as as an ish, as an ish chesed. And even when he was very very old, he still never never lost an opportunity to help another another yid. Story goes: late one Thursday night, he was sitting in his room with his uh, grandson Eliezer Yitzchak. And they were learning together. They were learning what the, what the grandson had learned in the, uh, in the yeshiva. And suddenly a, a, a man came into the room and in his copy, in his hand, he placed on the table a copy of the Sefer Minchas Ani, which is the, uh, Sefer on Chumash of, of the Aruch, of the Aruch Haner. And he said as follows. You know, lately I've, I've really, really been suffering. I've really had great, great difficulties. I have no parnasa, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm coming around selling this safer so that I could, you know, get some money and, and be able to, to feed my, my, my family and, and give my kids something to eat. So Rav Meisel asked the person, what's the price of the safer? So the person said, this is the, this is the price. So the Rav opened the drawer and took out a sum of money that was double what the person had asked. And he said to the person, he said, please, I want you to uh, uh, publicize in all of large and all the cities that I bought the safer from you at the full, at the full price. And hopefully everybody will learn from me and do, and do the same. After he left, so the grandson Austin uh, turned to his agent and said, "We both know that you already have at least two copies of 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 the Sefer Minchasani. 
why did you buy from him the safer again? And, and why did you pay so, so much? She says, yes, I know very well that I already have at least two copies of the, of the book on my, on my, uh, on my shelf. But nevertheless, what could I do? How could I not buy, buy, buy the book from this person who was just here? Because tomorrow, it's late Thursday, tomorrow's Erev Shabbos. If this person who was selling the Sefer comes to my house so late on a Thursday night selling the Sefer, it would appear to me that he doesn't have at home anything to spend on the coming, on the coming Shabbos. And since obviously he's embarrassed to go door to door and get uh, donations, that's obviously why he's using this method of selling the Sefer as, as a more honorable way of getting, of getting money. And, and, uh, since I know how much money a person needs to, you know, buy all the things he needs for Shabbos, that's how much money I gave him because I understood really what it was that, that, that he needed. That's the greatness of Tzlokas. I say, Yilvenuliboy doesn't only mean to be generous. It's to be thoughtful. It's to understand what does a person actually need? What are the needs of a person? Let me see what I can do to alleviate not only just to give them the money, but to think about how I can help the person in the best way and, and sort out as many of the different problems that they have in, in, in as global a, a, a system of, 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 uh, of, uh, helping him as, as, uh, as, as possible. Great idea. Great something to go into Purim with and, and, uh, to take, to take, uh, to take with us. We're going to come back with much, much more really insightful and beautiful Torah on this Erev Shabbos. Please don't run away. We're going to go to the shops for a minute. This is 101.9 High FM and the show, and the show is Soul to Soul. High FM, your station of choice since 2008. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on your radio on Friday afternoon. Erev Shabbos Kedish. Pashas Teruma. It's also Pasha Zohar. We are literally one week away from the very holy day of Purim. And as the kids like to say, start getting excited about it. Yes, it's going to be a quite different Purim, but it's going to be beautiful anyway. But let's not waste any time. We've got a beautiful Pasha. And maybe we'll have something on, on Purim also. We'll see how it goes. Let's talk about the Oran. Shall make an ark of Shittim wood. And you should put into the Oran the testimonial tablets, which I will, I will give you. Now we know that the Oran HaKadosh was the it's called the receptacle that contained within it the first luchas. The luchas, which of course Moshe Rabbeinu broke on the 17th of Thomas as a result of the sin of the, of the Egel. Right? And the second luchas were also in there. Now, Chazal the Gemara and Brochus compare a Talmud Chacham, a, a, a Torah scholar who <laughs> due to no fault of his own, has forgotten his learning to the broken bits of the luchas, of the first luchas that were in the Oren. 
right? As we are instructed to praise, to place the, the broken luchas, right? Respectfully in the oran next to the, the, uh, the whole luchas, right? So too are we commanded to respect the elderly yid whose Torah scholarship is unfortunately a matter of, of history, unfortunately. One may think that the scholar's distinction is his Torah knowledge and wants the Torah knowledge is no longer uh, existent. So the, uh, the Tamil Chacham is no longer a Tamil Chacham and therefore there's no longer deserving of the, of the cover and respect that was once given to him. We see from the Shivre Luchas that this is untrue. Right? Just as the Shivre Luchas, which once were special, are placed in the Oran, likewise the Talmud Chacham was, once was, is also, has to be, has to be respected. Now, the, the, the marshal, the metaphor of the broken next to the whole, so, has been the topic of, of, of much, much of the commentary. The, the Kotzka Rebbe used to say, there is nothing as whole as a broken heart. This lends us much insight into the true meaning and value of what it means to be brokenness. One who is presently, unfortunately, in a state of being broken, but was for the majority of his life Whole is actually transitioning from one form of whole to another, perhaps even more poignant and more beautiful than his original state. Because the luchis, without the, 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 the divinely engraved lettering, which we knew flo- we know, we, we know flew away when Moshe Menu broke the luchis, so it went back to just being a stone. The Talmud Chacham, whose Torah knowledge has left him, is, is, a, is a mere shadow of a man without the, the spiritual sort of accomplishments and, and benefits that that, uh, that that Torah knowledge uh, affords a person. The Oran HaKodesh did not contain a set of whole luchas and particles of the broken luchas, but actually had two whole luchas. One represented whole in the physical sense and the other represented the wholeness of, of a broken of a broken heart. For the Yid who confronts life and, and all the adversity that, that, he, that he has and, and, and maintains his hope and trust and that enables him to, to, to cement all the little broken pieces of, of his life make him whole again. And there might even be another connection that exists between the broken Luchas and the Talmud Chacham, who has forgotten his Torah. They both impart a very similar message. When Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Hasinai and saw Nebuch, the, 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 the Egel Hazov, that had kind of almost bewitched the whole nation, Right? And, and the, the crazy kind of revelry which, which showed their, their delight in, in, in sinning against Hashem. So he made a judgment call. 
to break the luchas. A, 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 a golden calf and luchas do not mix. Taita must remain pristine and perfect. It cannot collaborate in any way with anything that undermines Torah values. Right? Torah neither uh, 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 allows compromise nor does it, it need kind of embellishment. It's a free standing and requires neither assistance nor, nor support. One who is completely devoted to Torah does not dance around a golden calf. Moshe made a major leadership decision, which Hashem ratified. HaKadosh Baruch Hu thanked Moshe Abenu for his decision, and it became his kind of, almost his, his legacy. As the closing words in the Torah, in front of the eyes of Holy Yisrael, the Torah, right? The Shivrei Luchos represent a, a awe-inspiring Kiddush Hashem made by Moshe Abenu. And, and, and it's a lesson for all generations. The Torah does not negotiate. It must remain pristine, untouched, and, and pure. And the, the Talmud Chacham, whose learning is no longer a part of him, unfortunately, it's, it's all, it's all left him, represents a person who has devoted his whole life to, to Torah learning. He neither looked for nor cared about any kind of material uh, benefit or, or, or uh, material splendor and, and didn't look for any kind of physical diversion. He gave it all up in order to devote his entire life to the study of, of Torah and, and, and the spreading and dissemination of Torah. Now, he's old. He's shattered by, by I don't know, the ravages of, of time and sometimes ill health. His Torah is no longer a part of, of, uh, of him. And uh, as, as the words of the Luchas were no longer a part of, of the Luchas, they both testify to the kind of the, 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 the veracity of Torah without any kind of embellishment. Torah without compromise. People might even harshly view that Talmud Chacham in his, in his present state as a sad relic of, of what, of what he was. The Torah views him as a Makadish Shem Shamayim. That's why He's compared with the broken pieces of Luchas and, in fact, accorded the same respect because, after all, everything that he's done his whole life has, he's earned that, that type of, 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 of respect. And, and we have to realize, you have to understand that we have amongst us people who, who, who mean so much and have made such a contribution to, to the world to, to Torah, to everything. And over this past year, we've lost so many. We've lost so many of these people who have become ill. And unfortunately, many of them are no longer even alive. And those, and, and there are others who, who've been reduced in their, in their stature, reduced in their ability to, to contribute. But that hasn't reduced them at, at all. They still maintain that honored, coveted place 
in in the urn in the holiest in the holiest place which stood inside inside the Kodesh Hakodeshim because the Torah recognizes the effort that a person puts into something that the, the the time he devoted and gave towards towards true achievement towards true growth of himself and 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 the desire he had to to spread that knowledge and give it to the whole world makes him a monumental person no matter what a, a level of, of physical strength or physical stature he has at the moment. We have to show honor and respect and love those people and cherish them as the true gems, as the true, as the true beautiful shivre luchas. The luchas were made out of sapphire. They were, they were, they were material from Akkadish Baruch itself. And even though they're, they're, they're broken, they're beautiful, they're valuable, and they make a huge difference. We'll be back in a moment. This is 11.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul. Please don't run away. There is more wonderful things coming. Chai FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul, on Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Tenuma, which also doubles as Shabbos Pashas Zohar, the Shabbos before Purim, and we are really building up to, to the Simcha of Purim. So let's talk a little bit about the concept of, of Simcha. We know the Gemara in Tainus says, Omrav Yehuda Bered Rav Shmuel Bashilis, says the name of Rav, just like when the month of Av comes in, we minimize our 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 expressions of Simcha. So too when Adar comes in, we increase in Simcha. And Rashi says, because these are because Purim and Pesach were times of miracles for the Jewish nation, so it's time to be to be happy. Now, it's brought down that when we say so if you take the word simcha, so the numerical value of the letters of simcha is three hundred and sixty-five which is the same as the word Shana, a year, which shows us that if we do Adar right and we increase our Simcha in Adar, that has a spillover effect and can carry over to the entire, to the entire year. Now, uh, in Sefer Orpene Moshe, he brings Chazal say, Mishenichnas Adar Marbin B'Simcha. doesn't say Marbin Simcha, what's bur simcha? He learns from that, that what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted is, what Hashem wanted is, that in the month of Adar, we should increase in, in those kind of things, those kind of activities that will help us to uh, arrive at a state of, of, of simcha. So let's learn a few of the things that can help us to achieve true and real simchas, that we can celebrate Purim properly, not just a, you know, as a drunken bash where we're you know, happy because we're, we're kind of lost and we're not in this world. That's not real simcha. What are some of the ways we can actually achieve, achieve simcha? So the first place we can go 
is if we look at the the mazel of the month of uh, Adar, and, and that can give us some indication as to how a person can achieve can achieve happiness. So the Rebbe Melech says that there's a pasuk in Mishlei that says Simcha Laish, the greatest joy that a person can achieve is Bimaane Piv, is by holding control, almost almost the lashon of of making his mouth suffer. And what it means that if a person holds a tight, tight rein of control over over his mouth, that helps a person achieve real simcha. Every moment that a person can hold himself back from speaking speech that is not forbidden, that is, that is, that is not permitted, in other words, speaking badly about other people, speaking badly to other people, using one's mouth like a like a rubbish bin where where things that are not nice and pure and clean come out every moment we can exert control over our faculty of speech and not let it slip up and and embarrass us and do things that that cause so much hurt and so much pain and so much embarrassment that brings about tremendous tremendous uh, 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 joy so we know that the the consolation the muzzle of the month of Adar is dogim, is fish. And one of the special uh, characteristics of fish are, from amongst all the other animals, is that they never make a sound. Fish are completely silent. And in fact, the morale says that in, in, uh, in, in Netzach Yisrael, because a human being has the power of, of speech, and all the other living beings have some kind of way of uttering sounds. The fish don't have any voice at all and they don't utter any sounds. And in other words, in a few words, the central feature of the fish is silence. And therefore, specifically, Adar, the mazel is, is, is fish which symbolize Silence, and that teaches us that for a person to remain silent and guard his mouth at all times, that brings a person tremendous, tremendous simcha. And therefore, this month is special in helping a person achieve real and true and true simcha. Another essential quality of fishes that they're not seen. They live under the water. They're not visible to, to us. They, they tell a story. Rabbi Shmuel Greinemann, who was the brother-in-law of the Chaznish. So he went to the Chavetz Chaim in, in, in Raden and he told him that he's about to embark on a trip to America for some very, very important cause that he needed to go for. And when the Chavetz Chaim heard that he was going to America, he asked him, please, to help him, if you could, to find donors in order that the Chavetz Chaim could print his latest Sefer, which he had just finished, which was the Sefer Amitzus HaKotzer, 
the shortened version of the Sefer Mitzvah, which uh, he just recently finished writing it and didn't yet have the funds to bring it to 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 print. So Garmin, of course, is very very happy on the opportunity that he could do this tremendous mission for the uh, for the Chafetz Chaim, and he undertook quite happily and willingly to to do whatever he could. And, and to see to it that the Seif would be, would be, uh, would be published. However, the Chavetz Chaim wasn't finished yet. He said, no, no, one second. I want you to know that what I'm asking you is not such a simple thing at all. Because since when I wrote this book, my entire intention in writing and printing this book is completely the Shem Shemaim, just to teach other Yidden Torah, I want that even someone who's going to donate money for the printing of the Sefer must do it totally in the same Shemayim with complete voluntary, without any kind of pressure, and also he's not doing it for the honor he's going to get, or because we'll give him some kind of a dedication. And even if he will originally want a dedication or some kind of honor, and he'll agree to forego that because you'll tell him about my condition that I won't have money of someone who wants honor and recognition, it's too it's too late. He's really messed up the 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 death the death the, the death my 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 uh my request and I will not accept nor will I want to use that type of def- that type of uh, a donation for the printing of my of my safe. So I've gone and traveled to America Right and uh, you know, with a silent filler in in his heart, that uh, in spite of the difficulty, he'll be able to find someone to print Chavetz Chaim Sefer. That the Chavetz Chaim would be satisfied to accept his money, and it was quite a long trip. He was there for several weeks, and when he finally got to America, he wasn't well. He was, he fell sick and a local doctor, uh, uh, examined him and, and, uh, and, and what's called, and, and told him that in order for him to be able to recover, he's going to have to go to a much warmer, uh, climate than I guess the north, the northeast. And he suggested that I've got him and travel to to Florida. So when he got to Florida, so he got off the, the train and, uh, while he was still standing on the, on the, on the platform and walking towards the exit, an American Jew came over to him and, and they greeted each other. And when he asked, uh, uh, uh what he was here for, what he was doing on the, on the train platform. So Ravgarman explained to him. That I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, um, so, so they, they started talking and, and Afghanistan asked him, why are you here on the, on the train platform? So he says, I'm come here to warn all the guests that come to our town that they shouldn't go to the so-called kosher hotel in the, in the city. Because the, the kashras of that hotel 
is in fact under a a reform uh, a, a rabbi, and of course one cannot really rely on it at at all. When Abraham heard this, so he asked them, "If so, where where can I I stay in the city?" So the man said, I, "I'm inviting you to come to my house." Suggested the Jew, and with with a, with a, with a smile and a welcoming. And a, and a welcoming uh, 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 gesture, and he went, and and the family accepted him, really with with tremendous minutes hospitality, and 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 happiness. And um, with uh, one of the conversations that that Rabbi in the Talmud of had with with his host, he he told him about why why he had come to to America, and asked him. Do you know someone that might be prepared to donate a thousand dollars to print the safer of the of the of the Chafetz Chaim? And you know he had been so preoccupied and, and, and been so sick of Grindman, yet he had completely forgotten to to mention the the condition of of the of, of the Chafetz Chaim that the person who is Who's going to donate the money must do some, must do so completely voluntarily with a pure desire just to support Torah without any kind of desire for, for a recognition or, or, or honor. When the host heard the request of his guest, so he said straight away, I want to donate the entire uh, amount of a thousand dollars myself without anyone else pitching in. And I'm uh, interested in doing it completely anonymously. I don't want anyone in the world to know about this donation. And please, I plead no dedication. I don't want anyone to know that that it was that it was me. When 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 Grindman heard what he said he jumped up. He said, "This was mamish from from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. right? And and if it wasn't, uh, 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 if I if I had mentioned, if I had remembered to mention the conditions of of the of the of the Chofetz Chaim, then it wouldn't have worked. And Baruch Shem, it worked out exactly as the Chofetz Chaim would have wanted, and the money was donated in complete anonymity." And with great, great simcha, Rav Graham went back to Raden with, in his hand, the full amount of, of a thousand dollars for printing the, the, the safer. And in fact, after a very short amount of time, the, the safer was, was, uh, was, was printed. After the Chavetz Chaim passed, passed away. So Rav Graham uh, was like to to go to Eretz show and one day he's sitting on his on the on the front stoop in his house, and he sees the the Zolti Rabbi Zolti the great the great Gon is is walking on the on the on the pavement next to his house. So Grimer called out to him, please, they should come up. And, and, uh, and he told Rabbi Tzala the whole story with the donation for the, for the printing 
of the Sefer Mitzvah of the of the of the Chofetz Chaim, and to the amazement of 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 Rav Zolti, he uh, 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 I, I, I told them how how this story related to him. So the Rav Gaiman answered, "No, it's it's very relevant to you because that Yid." Who was, uh, Zechet to be the, the, the donor of, of this, of this, uh, of, of this Sefer. He's none other than your father-in-law of your Achamiel Vexler. Did you, did you know about that? Did you know that your father-in-law had donated the money for the Sefer? Right? Did, did, did your father-in-law ever tell you about it? So ask, ask the, ask the Rav Gainerman, uh, uh, to Rav Zalti. Rav Zalti answered, no, he never ever, he, he's never ever mentioned me anything about, about that. And I never even heard in my whole life that he had, he had, uh, donated it. Said, that's perfect. That's exactly what he would have, what he would have, uh, what he would have wanted. Rav Zolti was curious to to find out, uh, is it uh, if the story was really really true, and he went to his father-in-law's house and and he asked him, is is it true, what I heard about you that uh, that you donated the money for the printing of the of the sefer of of the of the sefer of the of the Chaim. So Rav Yachmiel jumped in his place. And he was so angry. How do you know that? He says, he says, no, someone who I met on the, on the way told me that he himself was sent by the Chofetz Chaim to, to, uh, to find such a, such a donor. And, and, uh, and when Avi, when Avi Chumil heard this, he began to cry. And as much as Zolti tried to calm him down, he wasn't prepared. To, to be calmed down. When he finally did come back to himself a little bit, so Rav Yachmiel explained to his son-in-law, you know uh, 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 how many stockers I've done in my life, but most of them are, really don't have much value to me because they were public, they were publicized. People knew about them. And I got great covered because of that. And because of that, that diminished my, my, my merits, uh, t- t- uh, tremendously. There was just one miser that I did that was completely, completely clean with no one knowing about it. And I didn't get even one little bit of cover for it. And that was the cost of printing the Chavetz Chaim's safer and, and, and with that, I, I was planning to be able to go up to the Vezdin in Shemayim and to get for that at least the full reward that I deserved. But now, when you know the story about, about my donation, even that I've, I've, I've lost. Should I not cry about that? The Mishkan was divided into three portions. Right? The Chatzar, the outer area, which surrounded the Mishkan itself. The Kaidish, <coughs> which contained the, the Shulchan, the Menorah, 
and the golden mizbeach, <coughs> and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. The, this last portion, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that's where the Oren was and, and, and the Luchas. And it was covered by the Kapiris and the Kruvim on, on top. No one was allowed to go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim except the Kohen Godel on Yom Kippur where he went in for a very, very short time and did what he had to, what he had to do. Now, uh, the, the time he spent was, the time he spent that was very, very exact and everything he did had to be precisely, precisely done. This is the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And, and this is what the Torah says. Yosisa Poreiches, you have to make a, a cover, a curtain that separates. You put the poreches uh, hung by hooks. The poreches separates between the holy and the holy of holies. And the 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 nitziv says he's very very exact in the language. It says the poreches makes a separation for you. Surely that word seems to be extra. It's coming to teach us and come to teach every single Jew that every Jew needs to be a parechas, needs to be a curtain. When you merit to do something very, very special, something rare that you have the opportunity to do, that's your own Aron Habris. And you have to put a parechas around you. You have to separate it. You have to cover it that no one should know about it. Not only about all circumstances, about the entire situation itself. That you shouldn't be praised for it and, and therefore become arrogant, uh, uh, about it. And at least you'll have one, uh, uh, a merit that is untouched by any personal interest. And when a person is able to do that, if he has even one deed that he's done, totally the shame Shomayim, then that brings a person to the ultimate, the ultimate kind of, of, a, of, a, of, of simcha and, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and joy. And this is what we look for on, on, uh, on, on Purim. Just be quiet, especially this year. Keep it down, keep it secret, keep it to yourself and, and, and allow yourself to feel the real joy of someone who has accomplished something monumental by guarding one's tongue, by guarding one's mouth, and keeping what one does under one's own one's own head. This is one one point nine High FM Soul to Soul. We'll be back. High FM, your station of choice since two thousand and eight. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on one oh one point nine High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul, on Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas, Teruma, which also is the second of the special four readings that we have <coughs> around Purim time, around Chodesh Adar. This is Pashas Zohar, where we fulfill the yearly mitzvah of remembering that it's an obligation upon all of us to obliterate the memory of Amalek, Mitachat Hashemayim, the evil person that he was who tried to fight and go against and, and, uh, and completely, uh, uh, not accept the yoke or the, the, the imperial rule of, 
of the of, of the Rabban Shalom, and as such has earned, like no other nation, the 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 right to be completely obliterated from 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 this earth, because this earth cannot uh, bear people who are completely completely uh, uh, distant and completely uh, uh, antithetical to the values of of Yiddishkeit and the values and control of of the Akkadish Baruch. As we always do at this time on the broadcast, to just go through the important times and details of this coming of this coming Shabbos. So Shabbos Kodesh, the earliest time for getting candles lit this afternoon is about five twenty-five. Twenty-five past five, you can already light your your candles and get this Shabbos is very exciting, very monumental Shabbos together and and uh, and 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 start it. The prescribed uh, Johannesburg standard summertime lighting is still six fifteen for another couple of another couple of weeks. That's the time where most communities accept Shabbos, and you should really try to get your your candles lit by then. The absolute latest time for lighting Shabbos candles this week is at six twenty nine. Six twenty nine is the latest time for the lighting of of candles, uh, which means that then Shkia is at six forty seven, and if you want to then. Uh, 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 Davin Marev Bismanai and not after repeat Krishna, you can do that at five minutes past seven and then sit down and enjoy your Shabbos uh, repast. Tomorrow, as you said, is Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Truma and the, uh, special reading of Pasha Zohar, which is a mitzvah, the Raisa Torah obligation for men to hear this, uh, this, uh, this laning. And, uh, again, to try to work out in your shul when, when the reading will be and, and make every effort to, to, to get there. The Bezin has issued a few guidelines around Pastor Zohar and we'll get to some of the other things. He says that in, in shuls are allowed to have multiple readings of Pastor Zohar to accommodate, uh, a men and women who weren't at shul at the time of the laning, uh, when it's read in the laning, and in order to read uh, Pasha Zohar another time, you would need to have a minion of people uh, uh, present, and that can be done either after davening or maybe before before uh, mincha, whatever works uh, better for the for the uh, for the shul. And of course, we don't if the additional readings we don't make the the uh, the brachot. Uh, uh, of the aliyah, we just, we just lane that, uh, that portion. If for whatever reason someone is not able to get to shul anytime during the Shabbos to hear Pasha Zohar, so one should at least take a chomish at home and read those three psukhmans, the last three psukhmans of Pasha's Kisetse, read it from a chomish, if possible, with the actual trop, with the cantillations of the, uh, of the laning. Uh, and uh, if not in sort of extenuating circumstances, so if one's not going to be able to get to shul on Shabbos, but one will be coming to shul on, on Purim, so if you pay attention to the reading on Purim morning, which is also about the actual war with Amalek, one can also fulfill fulfill one's, one's, uh, one's obligation. 
uh, women do not have to come to shul to hear Pasha's uh, Zohar. If they do, I'm sure every community has made arrangements to facilitate their their uh, their their attendance. So the Pasha Zohar is read as the Maftir, and then of course there's a special Haftarah, which recounts the the war of uh, Shaul against Amalek and the request of God to obliterate them and his non-compliance with that request. There are many uh, authorities who hold that that is also a part of the Torah obligation to hear that of Torah and therefore one should sit and read along with the person saying that Torah and not be otherwise uh, occupied. Um, Shabbos Kodesh ends uh, tomorrow night at 7.18, 18 minutes past 7 is the end of the, is the end of, of, of Shabbos. And we then go into the week of, of Purim. And of course, we know that, uh, Thursday will be the fast of, uh, of, of Esther. And again, a, a healthy people should fast if you have any health concerns or issues or you're not sure whether you should be fasting please contact your your rav and and you'll get a ruling as to whether or not you should or shouldn't be be fasting and of course purim uh, 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 follows immediately after uh, immediately after the the uh, uh, the fast of uh, the fast of of uh, of tanis of tanisester uh, just to quickly the the times for the actual fast, uh, the fast will begin on Thursday morning at eleven minutes to five at four forty nine, and it ends at exactly uh, a seven seven o'clock. Which of course right after the fast is over, so we're now in Purim mode. We now read read the uh, the the uh, the Megillah, and of course. Arrangements should be made to have again several readings whenever is convenient during during the Megillah, both by night and by day. It is obligatory for every person to hear the Megillah both by night and by day. They're both very important, and uh, one may not fulfill the obligation of hearing the Megillah on on Zoom. It has to be heard live. You have to actually hear. The voice of the person, of the person, uh, 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 reading it. Um, and as I said, we can, we can really read the Megillah once the fast is over, preferably from about 10 past seven, uh, earlier even from seven o'clock if, if, if need be. And, uh, in Cape Town, a bit later, the fast ends about 20, uh, five, five past eight. And maybe you can read the Megillah around quarter to, to seven. It's best. To have a minion for the reading of the Megillah, but it's not absolutely uh, 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 necessary. Um, when the Megillah is read without a minion, then of course the bracha that we say at the end is not is not said. If a person is unable to uh, uh, go to shul, then obviously all of the shuls are making arrangements to perhaps send someone around to the to the house. Uh, uh, to read for them, or maybe to read for a few people in a, in a complex, if if uh, if needs if need be. Uh, ideally, one should not break their fast until after they've heard 
the the Megillah. However, if let's say you're going to be having a private reading at home, and the person who's going to read with you is only going to arrive uh, much later, and it's very difficult for you to continue continue fasting, so one may have a uh, a snack, even have some bread or or uh, or cake, or even certainly some fruit and drink. That that would be much much uh, much easier, but one really shouldn't have a a full meal, your supper until after the uh, the 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 Megillah the Megillah reading, um, right? And and then again, uh, 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 one one hears the Megillah when 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 it is uh, avail available, um, right? Uh, right? You can't. Okay. Then of course there are the other mitzvahs that we do on on Purim. The mitzvah of Mishlach Manas of sending gifts, which of course this year just we don't want to really go around very much, and people have all sorts of concerns about handling food parcels. So one really, really can tone down the amount. No one is going to be insulted or hurt if you don't send them a parcel. Everyone understands. You, I, you as far as the halach is, you only have to send one parcel containing two different ready-to-eat food items. And, and that's it. If any more is, is extra, you can, but, uh, 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 there's no obligation to do that. And this year really, it's, it's, it's not, it's not necessary at all. More important, of course, is the other mitzvah, the mitzvah of Matanis Levyonim, of giving gifts to the, to the poor, which is so necessary and, and so needed. And please, uh, speak to your Rav and find out uh, how he's distributing and where you can send money to people are mostly doing things as EFTs, but that's certainly a very, very important and vital mitzvah to be fulfilled. We're going to go to the shops now and take a break. We'll be back with our very, very last tidbit of a segment after the break. This is 101.9 Chayef and the program is Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest radio station in all of Africa. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, Salt to Salt. We're back on your radio with our last segment of the week, Erev Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Truma. It's so great to have you on board on this really, really exciting Shabbos that's leading up to Purim, which we are going to start celebrating on Thursday night and Friday. We're talking about some of the mitzvahs of Purim. And of course, you mentioned Matanis Levyonim, the vital mitzvah of giving gifts to the, to the, uh, to the poor. And again, please find out where your rabbi is dri- distributing to. You might do it by an EFT, but don't forget to do, to do this, uh, mitzvah at, uh, at all. You probably need to give about 60 rand per person in order to fulfill the, the obligation. And obviously for each person in, in the house to fulfill the, the mitzvah. The last and final mitzvah, of course, is the festive, uh, Purim meal, which obviously that's going to be the largest change. Usually we have big communal meals where everyone gets together and it's a beautiful, merry time. Obviously that's not going to happen, uh, this year on Purim. We need to make sure that our suddhas are held at home with just our, our, our private a family, no big family gatherings, no big dancing in the streets, nothing 
that God forbid could possibly be a a, a make this Purim into a super spreader uh, event because Purim this year is Friday, so we deviate from our normal custom of having the meal kind of sort of late afternoon going into evening, obviously because it's Erev Shabbos and, and we need A, to get ready for Shabbos and B, to make sure that we have a proper appetite and gusto to enjoy the the dainties and, and the beautiful meal that we always have on a Friday night. Therefore, this year the Purim meal is eaten earlier. Ideally, it should even be finished before midday. Have a nice fleshic, uh, uh, a breakfast, you know, and then whatever, some, some yummy, uh, uh, meat goodies and, and bread. One should have bread. One should have some meat. And of course, you certainly can have a little bit of, of, of wine. If you can't finish by then, certainly one should try to finish before half past three in the, in the, uh, in the afternoon. And again, the fact that we don't have the external trappings and the big crowds and the kind of uh, 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 external merriment doesn't mean it can't be an amazing, happy, joyous Purim. Pull out all the stops in your house. Make something crazy. Do something really adventurous and make this Purim something absolutely special and uh, and, uh, and, uh, and 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 unique. Please, please, I, I beg of you. Uh, to be careful and, and, and make this a Purim that we'll look back to with the fondest, fondest feelings and, and, and memories and not one chasashom that will there be any, any regrets or, or anything that could, God forbid, cause people to, to become ill. Unfortunately, we have enough people in the community who are, who are ill or even worse. And, and we don't want to, to cause in our merriment that God forbid we should, we should create a, a stumbling block and, and and uh, bring ill upon upon people. Let's make it a beautiful, beautiful Purim. And just as the time runs out, to wish each and every one of you a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Please, let's say, t- tomorrow try to go to Shul and hear Parshas Zohar and have a beautiful, warm family, family Shabbos. And please, God, we'll come in contact again, hopefully next next week. And just each and every one of our wonderful Radio family, thank you for listening, and to each one of you, a beautiful, 